Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the early line. This is our number two on a Tuesday. I am Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside here on the Sports Grid Network. We open up our number two with some headlines from yesterday's NBA action. And one game I wanted to start with here, Donnie, was between the Brooklyn Nets and the Sacramento Kings, where the Nets finally snapped an 11-game losing streak as a two-point home dog to the Sacramento Kings in large part to some debuting former Philadelphia 76ers. Seth Curry leading the scoring with 23 points. Andre Drummond was really, really good in 24 minutes of work there and almost recorded that double-double. The Nets needed some reinforcements clearly to help them survive at home. They were able to get those there, and they got themselves a much-needed victory against Sacramento. They certainly did. And, you know, the funny part about the Brooklyn Nets is it's amazing. Like, let's go back to the beginning of the year when you had the big three and seemingly hoping they would be healthy outside of Kyrie Irving only being able to play possibility of road games. You know, Irving, Harden, Durant. And you would say that the Brooklyn Nets would actually have an 11-game losing streak during the season, which is incredible to say the least. And then you would say, okay, well, how about in a February 14th Valentine's Day game, your starting lineup was Brown, Edwards, Drummond, Mills, and Curry. Never would have believed it here. The Nets are sitting at 30 and 27 on the season, 13 and 14 at home, and just finally snapped an 11-game losing streak. Now, KD's probably closer to coming back at this point. Ben Simmons will get back into the fold. Maybe those Vax mandates in New York City will disappear so Kyrie can actually play both home and away. But it is alarming for an organization that had basically win-now aspirations, and we joked during the offseason, what are you kidding me? They're basically a plus 100, it felt like, to win the NBA championship and now struggling. It's amazing to watch a play out. It was a good win for the Nets last night, but I still can't get over every single time because, you know, we were out in Los Angeles where the focus was on the NFL, and the Nets were still losing. Mm-hmm. So by the time we were doing shows yesterday going, they have an 11-game losing streak. You're scratching 11-game losing streak? Yeah. Can you imagine the Nets having an 11-game losing streak? It happened now. Only thing to do now is to go up, and we'll see if they can do that. Look, context matters, but yesterday the consig told us that the longest losing streak in the history of the NBA for a team to win a championship was six games. So 11 is certainly going to have to be quite the trend for the Nets to buck. But again, context obviously applies there, but it's something to, to note. The thing for me, though, DRS, that I took away from this game was Seth Curry. 
His points prop for this game was listed at 15 yeah. and a half. Uh, we, we had a couple of numbers that we lined up here. Uh, also, by the way, quickly, uh, Patty Mills hates love, probably never wears red uh, after oh. Valentine's Day and ruined one of the all-time booths on the FanDuel Sportsbook. For him, Steph Curry and Fournier all to make three-plus triples. Fournier made five. Steph made seven, uh, eight threes. And Patty Mills eight. made two in yeah. the first quarter and, and finished with two in the game. But, Donnie, until Durant gets back from injury and Ben Simmons makes his Brooklyn Nets debut, Seth Curry is going to be the lead man for these Brooklyn home games here. 18 shot attempts from the floor, was 10 of 18 on those for 23 points, was very good in this game. I don't think you're going to see 15 and a halfs out there, but I think honestly anything under 20 is probably going to be a go on Seth Curry moving forward uh, when he is as the lead man at home for Brooklyn. But listen, 23 is good for DeMar DeRozan. That's a down day at the office. DeMar DeRozan right now is on an unbelievable push here throughout the back end of this stretch, closing out the first half uh, here before the all-star break for the Chicago Bulls. The radio audience centers the fold. Appreciate everyone tuning in to Sports Grid Radio, listening to the early line. That is Donnie Wrightside. I am Kevin Walsh here. But Donnie, yesterday, you were all over to Marta Rosen props. Slow start, no worry when it was all said and done. Yeah, slow start for sure. Two points at the end of the first quarter. It's one of those things where, you know, we're having a good conversation on the radio. Let me check in on this game. And I see DeMar DeRozan with two points. I go, ah, it just didn't update yet as it's close to the end of the first quarter. And as I look, no, it is updated. He only has two points in this game. And also, old school feel from DeRozan. No, it's not to say, oh, he didn't make a three-pointer. Guys, he didn't even attempt a three-pointer last night and still dropped 40 points doing it the old-fashioned way. 16 of 24 from the floor, 8 of 8 from the free-throw line, easily surpassed it because you were taking a look last night, is he going to get to that 35-point marker? I was like, hey, look, if you look at his past 5, 6, 7, 8, 10 games, even, heck, Kevin, for the entire last month, he was routinely in the mid-30s. So I'm saying 31 and a half mm-hmm. See, it's a little bit low. Is this one of those games where, you know, the old Gary Trent Jr., like, ah, sooner or later, he's not going to be able to hit that points prop, and even though he's going for 28, 29, and 30 a game. But the Rosen seems like there is no end on this, you know, train track at this point. As long as Zach Levine is out, they're going to lean heavily on him because even when you saw that first quarter, Vucevic was going nuts, and White was going nuts. You said, like, ah, oh, maybe it's one of those nights where DeRozan just doesn't have it. Boy, he had it last night. 40 points and another Bulls win as one of my futures for the season, which is kind of hilarious now. The Chicago Bulls just to make the playoffs. Sounds good to mm-hmm. me at this point. Yeah, it certainly does. I'll say on DeMar DeRozan, and it was a great call pregame by Donnie. But in-game, it was just as good because these numbers became available on DeMar DeRozan. They sat him down for the final two and a half minutes or so in that third quarter, and they were like, listen, save us down here in the backstretch because this was a close game. He had 21 points entering the fourth quarter. They didn't hang the number until he uh, already started cooking a little bit, but a 34-and-a-half live, no problem to keep the 35-point streak alive. 19 in the fourth quarter. The other day against Minnesota, he had 16 in the fourth quarter. DeRozan props pregame and live make a lot of sense. What makes sense for tonight's NBA card? The Sixers and the Celtics with an interesting one. We break that down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here on the early line, let's talk some NBA here. One interesting game uh, with an interesting line between the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers, where the Sixers are a home dog to the Boston Celtics, but this is a group that is playing some very, very good ball right now in Boston. Philly still waiting for the James Harden debut. The total right now, uh, 210.5 down, maybe 209.5 here. Moving a little bit here, DRS, Sixers, Celts, what you got? Yeah, it's an interesting one. You take a look at it on its face value, right? The Philadelphia 76ers notorious to having a great home field advantage, home court advantage over the past couple of years. And then you come into this game and see the Celtics as a favorite. Well, I mean, you could just look towards the starting lineups here, Kevin, right? Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Robert Williams the third. Okay, formidable lineup. What you're usually used to seeing here from the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers, a lot of times, all you do is wait for Joel Embiid, who's supposed to be anticipated in the starting lineup today. But outside of that, it sounds kind of because, you know, being a Philadelphia 76ers fan, excited for James Harden to get into town and see what he can produce. But look at the starting lineup. Look, take Joel Embiid out of this. Tyrese Maxey, Danny Green, Matisse Thibel, and Tobias Harris. Very underwhelming. But again, when you add Joel Embiid in there, who dropped a most recently triple-double, including 40 points in a triple-double, and I believe 14 boards and 10 assists, just some wild stuff that he goes through. Certainly an MVP candidate. But I got to tell you, if the line is talking to you, Kevin, the line is telling me the Celtics are going to win this game. And is it one of those where the Sixers just waiting out the all-star break in anticipation here for James Harden coming back? But if we're just looking from a talent perspective, even though Joel Embiid is expected to start and play tonight for the Sixers, I do think the Boston Celtics are the better team on the court tonight. Well, here's the interesting thing. Philly this season on as a home underdog, three and four against the spread. They've not been an auto bet in this spot however the Celtics are nine and three against the number as a road favorite but I think Boston and it's a group that I, I've certainly been hard on this year has found a, an unbelievable stride here they won 10 of their last 11 games now and are right in the mix for the top of the Eastern Conference and they've been doing it with defense they have held eight opponents under 100 points during this 11 game window They've held 10 of 11 in the, all of those victories. They've held those teams under their team total. And the Sixers, Donnie, have gone under their team total in six of their last eight games played 
with Joel Embiid. So I think you line it up right now, and you see that low total might not be low enough here with the way the Boston Celtics have been defending. The one thing, of course, we always want to talk about when you see a Sixers game, just to try and you know get that perspective. What will Joel Embiid be bringing to the table tonight? 31 and a half for a points prop. Also noteworthy, Donnie, three by two listed again for throughout the board. Ooh. Minus 102 to the yes. This game doesn't actually feel bad at a minus 102 if you're looking to bet three by twos in their own lane. No, it doesn't. And this is a market that we're going to probably have to dip into here. Now the FanDuel Sportsbook has been listening for what we've been saying. Why don't we have three-by-twos in every single game? You're getting that. And usually, Kevin, yeah. from a perspective on the three-by-twos, what do we look at? Only going over on making those two three-point shots over the first three minutes of a ball game. Now you have the chance to actually fade those. And I think starting tonight mm-hmm. on In-Play Sports Tonight, Kevin, I'm going to start keeping track here. Like saying, you know, which are the ones? Because, you know, what's the three-by-two that we enjoy, right? Give us two of them. Give us plus 130, plus 140. And if we hit both, fantastic. But if we take one down, yep. it was worth your while at that point, right? Just know, you know, minus 120s or minus 130s. It's going to be interesting to see on some of these games where we've always said, Kevin, we don't want to handicap the three-by-two. But do you have that feeling of, Man, because sometimes we get those three-by-twos where we're only going over with the odds boost and cheering it on, but going, well, I don't necessarily like this all that much. It'll be fun to see if we can actually handicap those tonight and pick it on each side. Who do we think is going to go over those, and who do we think are going to stay under those three-by-twos? I will let people know, though, in terms of the Sixer game, don't feel all that pressed to bet this now. It is a TNT game, so it'll likely be boosted. Usually the TNT games, though, are still boosted, Donnie. So that still Mm -hmm. would be the expectation there. The other TNT game involves the best team in the NBA. That would, of course, be the Phoenix Suns as they're going to play host to the Los Angeles Clippers. They're going to do so, though, as a big-time favorite of 12.5 points. The Clips on a second leg of a back-to-back, 3-6 and against the number when they play without rest, Donnie. Phoenix and Los Angeles will do battle late night. Yeah, it's a crazy one, too, because you're right. They're all coming off the bat. And by the way, last night, you know, Clippers, Golden State Warriors. And, you know, I didn't watch the game late night, but I wake up in the morning doing my notes. I always have the ESPN on, Mm -hmm. and I catch the highlights. So they start the highlight out with two side-by-side pictures of the Splash Brothers. I'm like, ooh, Kev, this is going to get interesting real quick right now. And all of a sudden, (laughs) Steph Curry is actually throwing flames. Like, man, Golden State probably rolled the Clippers. And, like, the next highlight was from the third quarter, and the Golden State Warriors were down double digits. I don't know what happened in that game, but my goodness here. Now you're taking a look tonight where it is hard to go back-to-back. It is hard to play Phoenix at any time at this point. But I got to tell you, Sometimes just ride that momentum just a little bit. 12 and a half points, so I think the Phoenix Suns can win this game. Absolutely. But I got to tell you, they had a good performance last night from the Clippers. If we're getting the same sort of starting lineup that we're anticipating, Jackson, Mann, Morris, Batum, and Zubach, maybe ride with it. Look, I think, as I said, Phoenix can win this game. But I'm not really interested in laying more than, you know, 12 and a half or 13 points in an NBA game. Maybe slight lane towards the Clippers tonight. Look, it's a lot, and we've, uh, num- it's a lot of points to lay, and we know that, the Suns, despite their unbelievable straight-up record, are not all that dominant against the spread. Classic player performance double game there uh, with you know guys you can trust. By the way, just for an update there, Chris Paul, 65-1 to when we did the Make Your Case on his MVP, 27-1. to Mentioned Devin Booker Ooh. if you wanted to kind of cover yourself on Phoenix, was 35-1, to also down to 27 
to one, you want to take those guys for player performance doubles. It could make a lot of sense. But what could also make some sense here in this game is the over. Total listed 222.5. Clips have played over in six of their last seven. Phoenix over in six of their last seven. And the Suns with 130-plus in their last two games. This should be a high-scoring game between the Suns and the Clippers. You want to isolate a Phoenix team total. I think you could certainly make that argument there. I wanted to also bring up quickly, Donnie, the Miami Heat and the Dallas Mavericks. A lot of questions around this game. Who's in, who's out? I just want to talk about Luka Doncic quickly. We're in Los Angeles. I remember one morning you check in. You go, did you see what Luka did last night? 51 points. So I went and I said, oh, man, what did he do the next game? Probably a down game. No, no, no. 45 points. Luka Doncic right now, Donnie, is going absolutely wild, who has scored over 30 points in six of his last seven games. It's actually 30-plus in seven of eight, and he is filling up that points, rebounds, and assists column in an unbelievable way. Yeah, usually we look at Giannis and I'm like, man, what is this, 50 he's got to get to with a points, rebound, and assist combo? But just look at the past couple games. I'm going to read you some of these stat lines, Kevin. 45, 15, and 8. 51, 9, and 6, 33, 7, and 11, 18, uh, terrible game here, Kevin, 18, 10, and 11, 33, 13, and 15, 46, and 10, 34. I mean, it goes right down the list. What he's doing is absolutely outrageous. Coming into the NBA basketball season, what are we probably saying? He's going to be the MVP or at least have a legitimate chance to win it. Team not so good at this point, which means sometimes the MVPs, you want to be that first, second, or third seed, which doesn't look like they're going to gain. But my goodness, if you want to talk about usage rate is high, and if what, they I didn't take a look at some of the projections or what it is or what some of the numbers would be for points, rebounds, and assists. But what is it, 55? What is this number tonight? So, Donna, the last game, it was 48 and a half during this run. He's averaging 55.8 points, rebounds, and assists with 50 or more in uh, six of his last seven games. One of those numbers, Donnie, where the book's hoping, please have an off night. The best is Donnie, and you went like Donnie, his off night was a triple-double. I I mean, he is just playing ridiculous basketball. We kind of forget that he has entered, you know, as the MVP favorite, I believe, you know, two years in a row, that expectation. Eventually, he'll bring one down. The record's going to have to line up, but make no bones about it. He is playing at an MVP level right now here for the Dallas Mavericks. Also, quick note, Timberwolves, Hornets, the total for that game, 244. We break down college hoops next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Keep it pushing here on a Tuesday college basketball preview time. And we begin in the Big East with a top 10 showdown. Number eight, Providence, will host number 10, Villanova. I was having some deja vu here, Donnie, around this game because we've seen, if I'm not mistaken, these teams battled before. Providence, maybe a little disrespected on this line, Donnie, catching four points at home. As the number eight team in the country, the Friars have been phenomenal this season. What do you think about their matchup tonight against Villanova? Yeah, it should be a good one here tonight, but you're right. They're feeling a little disrespected on the line for sure. Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence. That place is going to be rocking tonight, and these two teams match up fairly well. If we just take a look at, you know, overall in the season, Villanova 19-6, and six, Providence 21-2. and two. Villanova 12-3 and three in Big East play, 11-1 and one for Providence. You know, Villanova's won six of seven games, but then Providence has won eight in a row, and they're catching points here. Now, this is one of those games where we talk about, is it going to be exciting to watch? Yes, it is. But from a betting perspective, it's pretty clear-cut right down the line. Villanova, number one overall in efficiency in Big East play. And if we slide that down for defense here for Providence, they're number three. Keep in mind, there's 11 teams in the Big East, so you got a pretty good offense. Excuse, excuse me. Should I say a very good offense going against a solid defense, but also Villanova brings it on the defensive end as well. Number two in conference play at overall defensive efficiency. Now, here's the, the crux of the argument, right? If you're looking from a Villanova perspective, what is the one thing we always know about Villanova? How about this, Kevin? When you get inside the arc, number one in conference play at 52.6%, which is fantastic. But the one thing why Villanova's been so successful in the past is free throw shooting, Kevin. In Big East play this year as a team, I don't know if I've ever seen it this high before, 86%, which means if you foul them, they are making their basket. They're making their free throws. But at the same time, one of the more interesting matchups here, you know which team in conference play fouls the least amount of times? It's the Providence Friars, number one in conference play. Only 22% of the possessions that they play defense on actually end in a free throw, which is astounding. So if I'm looking overall, and we like to use the term we are oddsmen here, it screams that Villanova at minus four should be the right play because when you're trying to salt the clock away and Villanova has a three-point lead with two minutes to go, there's a really good chance they're going to make all their free throws. But at the same time, Kevin, I got to look towards Providence here. Give me the four points that is as big as he's tilt. It's funny because they they haven't played before, despite the fact that I feel like we've broke a similar game down. But it's probably just Philadelphia always respected, no matter who they play in Big, yeah. uh, Big East play. But here's one interesting note, Donnie. Big East regular season winner. Providence minus 185. Villanova's plus 125. Right now in conference, uh, as you were referencing, Villanova is 12-3 and and Providence is 11-1. These teams play right now, obviously. Nova is the favorite. Nova will also host Providence once again. Providence, outside of that, has to still go to Butler 
play Xavier and Creighton. Nova will fill the blanks in by having to play home against Georgetown at Butler and then a game at UConn here. If Nova can pull off the sweep done, they're probably going to actually have to finish out Big East play unbeaten. But that plus 125 number would shrink if they ultimately do beat as they're favored to do tonight. Providence, something to keep in mind as we get down the back stretch here of the regular season portion of conference play. Moving it forward, though, to an SEC game, Donnie, that looks very, very intriguing. Kentucky and Tennessee. The number four Wildcats, a touch of a dog, really a pick em here against another top 20 team in the Tennessee Volunteers. That total hovering around this 140 marker. When you look at this matchup between two of the better teams in the SEC, what's jumping out? Yeah, you know what's jumping out to me? It's going to be a very good game overall as it is. If we take a look at two teams coming in hot, we just talked about Providence and Villanova. Very, very good matchup. This one equally so. UK 21-4 and four on the season. Tennessee 18-6. and six. How about this in the SEC play, which SEC is a tough conference now. Used to be like, hey, let's look towards the Big Ten, the ACC. The SEC equally as vaunted now to try to go through. 10-2 and two for Kentucky, 9-3 and three for Tennessee. Look at the win streaks here also. Six in a row for Kentucky and also Tennessee. Seven of eight games here. Now, you talk, I always like to talk about, Kevin, like styles make fights and what really makes sense. Number one overall, just like we talked about Villanova and Biggie's play, number one overall is Kentucky in conference play on offense and efficiency. Let's also take a look at turnover percentage, Kevin. So not only are they ultra-efficient, they're number one at not turning the basketball over. And I'm going to get back to that point in just a few moments here. But if we string it down, Kentucky usually built on physicality, right? They're actually 11th in conference play at getting to the free throw line, which is kind of interesting here. But also, Kentucky, number one overall in three-point percentage in SEC play. Now, also, you take a look at Tennessee. You know who doesn't defend it all that well? Tennessee at 34%, good for 13th. So you would figure, Kevin, that you have a nice advantage here in the three-point line from Kentucky versus Tennessee. But as always, sometimes it's not about the percentage you make. It's about how many times you're shooting and how many of those that you can make. 13th in the SEC at three-point volume is Kentucky. Now, take a look at this. Tennessee is 13th in conference play at letting you shoot the three-point shot. So this should be actually a match made in heaven. Number one shooting from three-point line percentage against number 13 at defense. And then you have number 13 on defense at letting you shoot the three-point shot in Tennessee. But here's the crux of the argument, Kevin. How many times do we bring up, bring up Virginia? They just don't pay any attention to the three-point line, even if they're playing a ball club that can actually allow them to shoot the three-point shot. It's the same thing with Kentucky. Even though Kentucky shoots in a high percentage, they don't shoot enough of them to make that be ultra-effective. And also, as I talked about, you know, getting to the free-throw line or turnovers at at this point here. Kentucky is number one at not turning the basketball over. You know who's number one on defense, Kevin, in SEC play at forcing turnovers? That's Tennessee. So automatically, though, usually say who's going to win that battle. And technically, usually the team that's used to breaking pressure and not turning it over will win that. How many times have we talked about in the past, like VCU, that full-court pressure there, but when they go up against a team like Davidson, can break that press, they can be very good at winning basketball games and doing it efficiently. So if I'm looking at Tennessee, number one overall in conference play, Kevin, at turning you over and going up against a team that doesn't turn it over, I got to give the nod to Kentucky there. If Kentucky shoots a little bit more three-point shots in this game and makes that normal amount, 37 38%, Kentucky should be able to win this ballgame. 
Kentucky has moved up to the number two choice in odds to win the national championship. Gonzaga, the favorite at plus 410. Kentucky, plus 750. The top four or five is rounded out with Arizona at plus 850. And then Auburn and Purdue at 10 to 1. But one number, Donnie, that you and I had talked about on this show was the odds for which conference would win the national championship. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a ton of value, but the SEC at the time, which I believe was around 5 to 1, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit better, is now the favorite at plus 300. Which the with the and by the way, uh, Gonzaga's plus four ten to win the WCC's plus four thirty. Obviously, that uh, bet to plus four thirty. You're getting Gonzaga plus any other teams from the WCC. That's a little mistake there. So if you want a couple twenty cents of value, but Donnie, the SEC now looks like one of the premier conferences in all of college basketball. Certainly something to keep in mind. Last year, the premier conference was the Big Ten. There's an interesting game there. A couple of interesting games in the Big Ten, but one tonight that catches the eye because it is your classic college basketball line, unranked Indiana at home against the number 15 Wisconsin, favored as they set this game up here, laying three and a half points. The total for this one, just above that 130 marker. Is this a spot, Donnie, where the number tells you everything you need to know, or maybe the Badgers uh, have an opportunity to pull as the 15th team in the country an upset. Yeah, these are one of those where sometimes, Kevin, you look at that line, right? Wisconsin getting three and a half points. Now, what gives in this game, right? So you're automatically, most of the people would say, hey, sharp line here. I'm going to take the hometown team in Indiana. But usually you want some of these things to trend in your direction. So if we just take a look, a little bit of a background on this game, Wisconsin 19 and five, Indiana 16 and eight. Conference play 10 and four for Wisconsin, 500 record for Indiana at seven and seven. Take a look at Wisconsin two and two in their last four games. And then Indiana's lost three straight games. Like, hold on, man. This team's not even ranked. They're at home. Yeah, it's hard to win on the road. I understand it. But also, you're taking a look at 14 teams here in the Big Ten. You know, it's the worst effective field goal percentage in the entire league. That is Indiana. They don't do anything really well. Shoot 13th. Excuse me. Their percentage is 13th out of 14 teams at making three-point shots. 12th out of 14 teams at going inside the arc. 13 out of 14 teams, Kevin, from the free throw line at making your foul shots at 67%. So nothing really adds up to me. And overall, if you take a look at Wisconsin, not playing great basketball either, they're 12th in conference play at effective field goal percentage, which means their offense is sloppy. And you talk about three-point shots, whether it be the NBA or college basketball, the ultimate equalizer, they don't shoot a lot of three-point shots. Talking about Wisconsin, they're dead last in conference play at 30.8%. So if we're going to look at two teams that play decent defense, two teams that are horrendous on offense, Kevin, instead of taking a Mm. side, I'm looking more towards the total and staying under that total. Both of these teams could rise up. I understand it. But if you're looking at the worst three-point shooting teams in conference play going head-to-head tonight, I'll take the under. Yeah, 131 might just be a little too much. And one thing, again, I've learned from these previews there, Donnie says under, typically it is under. Well, typically anything Donnie says actually with the college basketball stuff works out. But the Donnie ruined Notre Dame basketball. Not enough people talk about it. It's over. Remember they went into that game, Donnie? He hates me. (laughs) Donnie, they went into that game against Duke, right? And it's like winner's going to have the number one spot in the ACC. I think they're still on the court. Trying to crack 50. Man. That was a great that game, man. I should have retired on the season after that game for sure. 
Man. Just one and out. Thanks for coming, everybody. We'll see you uh -huh. later. Look, Donnie's got one more game of college basketball he wants to tell the people about. And then we ask this all-important question. Cincinnati Bengals, oh, better than 101, make the Super Bowl. Who's the next mm. Cincinnati Bengals? All next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's back up college basketball. Then we'll make our way to Super Bowl odds for 2023. Northern Iowa makes the trip to Illinois State. Why are we talking about this? I have no idea. But I know that Illinois State's a three-and-a-half-point home underdog. I know that the total for this game checks in at 145-and-a-half. And I know that Donnie Wrightside has some thoughts on this matchup here. DRS, what's the word? By the way, we're going to have some fun tonight on in-play sports tonight because one of those cards here where, you know, he's dipping into now that we're post-Super Bowl week, uh, about four to five games, I think I have a legitimate chance I'm going to do some rehashing over the afternoon. So get ready to listen in tonight, and hopefully we can pick some winners. But I picked this game out because I think it makes a lot of sense. And we are going to take a look here in the Missouri Valley Conference. That's Northern Iowa and Illinois State. Now, what we like about this game most teams probably, or most people probably won't be watching this one, but I will because I think it makes some sense here. Northern Iowa, pretty good offensive team. But let's go over, you know, a little bit of a background on both of these teams. You know, uh, UNI 14 and 10 on the year, Illinois State 11 and 15, 10 and 4 in conference play for Northern Iowa, 4 and 9 for Illinois State, one winners of 5 of 6 for Northern Iowa, losers of 6 and 7 for Illinois State. So we do have a close little line here, but again, hard to win on the road. Here's what I like in this game. If we're taking a look at Northern Iowa's offense, it's not a offensive machine it's not number one in the conference it's actually number three out of 10 teams but if we take a look at some of the things that they do really well like getting to the free throw line kevin number one in conference play almost a third of their offensive possessions kevin end in a free throw attempt which is sensational stuff now if we take a look at their three-point shooting not bad 36 percent from the field 
two-point shooting inside the arc, 53%, but also, I just talked about one of the things where sometimes styles make fights here, Kevin. You're looking at the team that gets to the line the most in conference play, but also, you know who's number one at actually making free throws in conference play at 83.3%? It's Northern Iowa. So right there, you have a nice little matchup that we can take a look at. And also, sometimes when you transition from defense to offense, this is what makes sense, getting easy buckets. And the reason I bring this up is, if we're looking at NDC play, both of these teams, Northern Iowa, in Illinois, number two and number three in conference in tempo. So we should have two styles that make a good fight. But also, keep in mind, as I said, 10 teams in conference play. Do you know who's eighth at turning the basketball over? That is Illinois State. The reason why I bring that up is here, number one in conference play on defense, Kevin, at turning the opponent over, that's NIU. Now, the best part about, excuse me, UNI, the best part about this is that that creates a defense to offense strategy. So if you're looking at two teams that play up tempo, hey, they're probably already shooting at a decent clip. But if you can steal three or four possessions a game that turn into 201 fast breaks with layups and maybe a foul, that's where we're going to get your added bonus here. And also, if we're taking a look at three-point shots, you're looking at a team in the upper echelon here for Northern Iowa, shooting at 42.6% of their shots coming from three-point range. That's good for number four overall in conference. A, guy, a team that doesn't defend it all that well, that's Illinois State, seventh out of 10 teams in conference at chasing you off of that three-point line. So if we're going to look at a good tempo game, a team that gets to the free throw line and makes their free throws and also turns the opponent over, Kevin, just take a look at a different angle here in this game where I think it makes some sense. How many times do I come in here and tell you guys, like, look, this team loves to shoot the three-point shot. This team can't defend it. This one is a nice little style. Up-tempo game, force turnovers, get to the free-throw line, make your shots, and also keep in mind, if we're anticipating needing maybe a little bit extra on that Northern Iowa, 74-and-a-half team total to try to go over, looks like it's probably going to be a close game. And in a close game, Kevin, if you're going to foul and my team makes close to 85% of their free throws, we might be able to get that little extra added bonus at the end of the game. So I'm going to go ahead and take Northern Iowa over 74 and a half here at the FanDuel Sportsbook for tonight's college basketball action. Sounds like a good one out there in the MVC college Ooh, basketball card. It should be popping, should be popping off there. So we look forward to watching that all play out, as Donnie mentioned, on In Play Sports tonight. With the time left here in the show, I want to talk about these 2023 Super Bowl odds and the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals were able to go to the Super Bowl preseason better than 100 to 1 odds. So what Donnie and I have done here today is picked out the team with the longest odds that we would be willing to bet to win the Super Bowl next year. Now, this doesn't mean that you just fly down the board and say, give me the Houston Texans. This has to be who you think is a legitimately good bet. The hedge options are always there. You can play this however you would like. But for me, DRS, and I'll spat this off, I mean this. At 120 to 1, five bucks would win you 600 bucks. The mm. Jacksonville Jaguars to win Super Bowl 57. Now, yes, I can preface this by saying we're talking hedge here, but 120 on the Jags lines up for me. Look at the division. The AFC South, so often you want the best quarterback in the division. And I think I have that. First of all, T Davis Mills, no one's making that argument. And the Colts won't have a quarterback in a couple of days when they move on from Carson Wentz. Anybody really dying to back Ryan Tannehill after the postseason performance that we just watched him put forward? I don't think so. Super Bowl winning head coach in Doug Peterson. Only one of nine in the league. You look at the coaches in this division, and there's some good ones, no doubt. Reich, 
Vrabel, I can respect that. We got Lovey Smith now in Houston, but Doug Peterson can walk in right away and be a top coach here in the AFC South. Salary cap. Because, yes, they're going to have to improve this roster. Top three salary cap in the NFL. The value of that rookie quarterback contract that they have on Trevor Lawrence will help them put pieces around him and fill out this defense, which they'll also be able to do by not only having the number one overall pick in this draft, but having the first pick in five of the first six rounds in the NFL draft. They have tremendous draft capital here in this draft, and we'll be able to use that to continue to beef up this roster. And lastly, every year, a team goes from worst to first. Every single year. Now, I'm sure Baltimore, for a lot of people, could be a clubhouse leader with go, you know, finishing last in the North. Maybe you'd argue the Broncos if they land Aaron Rodgers. But I really believe the Jaguars have a legitimate chance at this because nobody's back in Houston and the Colts look to be in disarray. One down year from the Tennessee Titans, and the next thing you know, DRS, you have a 120-1 to 1 Super Bowl ticket on the division winner. Give me a buck 20 to 1, the Jacksonville Jaguars, to win Super Bowl 57. Now, I'm going to cut your odds in half here, but I do like where you're going because we're asking this question here on February 15th, just outside of the Super Bowl, of where these teams will add up. And also, you take a look at who you're going to bet on. Ah, Kevin thinks Jacksonville is going to win the Super Bowl. Not necessarily because once you have odds of that long and that distance of plus 120, there are hedging opportunities if your team can get to the playoffs. So we take that out of the equation. But also, taking a look at Jacksonville at plus 120 as where they sit right now, or excuse me, plus 12,000 as where they sit right now. You're looking at anticipation. Kevin brings up a lot of good topics here because you do have a quarterback you're expecting to take the next step. You have a quarterback-friendly head football coach that's going to come in and settle the football team down so there's not so much animosity as you had during the season last year. Also, Kevin astutely points out there's a lot of salary cap and you have the number one pick. So that team that you're looking at right now for the Jacksonville Jaguars at 120-1, to it's going to be a different football team a month or two months from now, and those odds are probably going to improve. Now, even though if you're saying to yourself, hey, Jacksonville stunk last year, they'll probably stink this year. Okay, but that's why we're taking the bottom heap teams here. Now, I'm going to move it up the list because you're right. I can't take the Houston Texans. I can't take the Jets. I don't even like the Jaguars per se. Detroit Lions, New York Giants, Chicago Bears. Like, they're like, oh, man, there's a lot of stuff that has to go right for them to be competitive. But then I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers here at 65-1, to 1, and I say to myself, in the same vein that Kevin is looking at the Jaguars, it's not a finished product right now, and that's not what you're betting on. You're looking at the anticipation of adding a lot of talent through whether it be free agency, through the draft, and how it's going to add up because you're looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars hoping that maybe they're 100-1 to 1, or 80-1 to 1, or 75-1 to by the time you know football rolls around with OTAs and you get to camp in the summer. That's the same way I'm looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers here at 65 to 1. Now you're getting a little bit of an inflated price. Why? Because as Kevin points out, it's a lot easier for the Jacksonville or the path to victory per se to win that division than probably the Pittsburgh Steelers having the fight with a team that just went to the Super Bowl. The Cleveland Browns looking for a little revenge. You know the Baltimore Ravens are going to be injured the entire season have COVID issues. That's probably going to change next year. So just getting to the playoffs or winning the division is going to be tough. But looking at the Steelers, Mike Tomlin is your head coach. You need to fix that offensive line, and they know that. You still have a talented young running back and a nice young wide receiving core, which brings you to the quarterback position. It's not going to be Dwayne Haskins next year that's going to line up. It's not going to be Mason Rudolph. And if it does, that 65 to 1 should go to a 75 or 80 to 1. It's the anticipation and that holding pattern for the Pittsburgh Steelers of what they're going to do. Now, also keep in mind if the Steelers go out and get Kenny Pickett, 
That Steelers number at 65 to 1 isn't all that great because then you're trying to deal with a rookie quarterback in his rookie campaign that hopefully is going to lead you to victory. But I'm expecting here a veteran quarterback to go towards the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether or not, Kevin, they actually draft, let's say, Kenny Pickett in the first round. So I think that could be an added boost. This is a defense that has the player of the year on defense in TJ Watt. And again, Mike Tomlin and that organization are used to winning football games. They were a playoff contender last year and made it to the playoffs, and we all laughed at Ben Roethlisberger. Imagine if they get a legitimate quarterback and a veteran presence at quarterback. I think they can make a run. So I think 65-1 to 1 for me, Kevin, does have a little bit of value here as we look at it in February of 2022. Here's the thing, Don. I think you're absolutely spot on. My Jacksonville number, and again, I believe in the number. But odds are, if we ever got down to decision time, I would likely say, all right, I got to press a cash out button here, right? That's a Pittsburgh number, 65 to 1. And for reference, despite the huge gap, there's only three teams in between Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. That is maybe the best piece of value on the board because you can bet that to win. I don't know if that's way too much respect for Big Ben or not enough respect for Mike Tomlin, but whatever it is, it is ridiculous. Atlanta, 60 to 1. The Commanders, 40 to 1. The Panthers, 40 to 1. The Dolphins, 36 to 1. What is this Pittsburgh Steelers number? Because maybe it's a home run and it's Russell Wilson, it's Aaron Rodgers, numbers that would move them to top five, probably Super Bowl odds, period. But Donnie, if you just give me a yes or no, will the Pittsburgh Steelers upgrade a quarterback this offseason? I'm betting the yes. I understand that Kenny Pickett is a rookie. Probably a better quarterback than Big Ben at this point in time. Malik Willis, it could be a very, very different kind of player for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense there. But honestly, you guys know I'm low on Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not worse than what Big Ben was bringing to the table here. Thoughts are that Cousins, you know, is ultimately going to stay in Minnesota, but can make some sense. Donnie Carson Wentz could come in and be an upgrade Mm -hmm. over Ben Roethlisberger here. He really could be, Donnie. I, I mean, does that not make some right sense? Oh, yeah, we just boy, lined something like up out of nowhere. Tomorrow. Oh, we did. We did. As we say, Kevin, there's not enough time. There's not enough time in this show. Yeah. We could go another. Okay, can we get? Can we bump off BSS in the next segment here and just talk yeah, about Carson we'll Wentz at the top of the hour? <laughs> like that. Listen, yeah, we'll give him. We'll give him a breather. But I mean, like Donnie, like how many? How many options at quarterback would would they have to listen? All right, if it's them, I feel bad about. It. It's like if it's Mason Rudolph or if it's Dwayne Haskins, I'd be like, yeah, that's unfortunate for your 65 yes. to 1. Pretty much Correct. anything else, Donnie, I think it's a great bet. Yeah, they actually said there's some rumors out there like a Tyrod Taylor type player. But again, I expect them to go a better veteran route and still draft a quarterback at the same time. And we'll see what happens. As long as you can lean on that defense and get some decent quarterback play, they are a playoff contender. And at 65 to 1, that's all I'm asking for. Just be a playoff contender. We'll let those chips fall. Carson Wentz, Pennsylvania's hero? I think oh, a Wentz Steelers jersey? Oh, man, man I'm almost... Right, right up there? Right up there, man. Yeah, Don. Ooh, Ooh. I'm almost going to be disappointed when it doesn't Let me get on Fanatics man. right now. Hold on. What's that number for Wentz custom <laughs> Start jersey? Start customizing it. What Ooh. number is he going to wear? Ooh, he should oh, just go. take Who's Benzie? 11? Put him in seven. Claypool you know, 11? Chase 11? Claypool? Yeah, yeah Chase Claypool is. can give that up. He had some knucklehead moments. It's the least yeah. he could do for Carson Wentz. Listen up is next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last segment of the day for a Tuesday right here on the early line. Sirius XM channel 159 on the grid. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Wall setting the table as usual before we hand it over to Ben Stevens and the morning after for the next three hours. It is mid-February. We are supposed to be getting ready for pitchers and catchers. So if you want baseball season, you need to listen up. It's not supposed to be this hard. Major League Baseball owners make a lot of money. Major League Baseball players make a lot of money. Major League Baseball fans, all we want is to watch Major League Baseball and have it start on time. How many times do you sit back post-Super Bowl? Now the Super Bowl is even a week later, so now it's sort of that rush towards baseball season. Right around now, mid-February, in Arizona and Florida, Cactus League, Grapefruit League, Pitchers and catchers usually start to show up, and we get the baseball season underway. And within two weeks, maybe a week and a half, we actually have spring training games. And off we go to April 1st. One of my favorite days on the calendar is Major League Baseball opening day, opening day of the season. So we have April, May, June, July, August, September, October, and a little bit of November to enjoy Major League Baseball with the World Series. But why are they going to do this to us again? Are we really going to push back pitchers and catchers, which looks like it's already going to be delayed, which means spring training games will be delayed, and we take a chunk away from April, maybe into May, before we actually get to opening day? It's not that hard. It's billionaires fighting with millionaires over the chunk of pie that each one of these guys wants to devour. It's not fair to the fans. They do it to us every year. The one good thing that already came out of this, though, is the universal DH is going to be in both the American League and the National League. That is a fantastic start for us. Are we going to be juicing the baseballs this year or not? Which ballparks are going to play towards home runs, which will not? Which pitching stay? I want to have all of this. And it's seemingly now I'm just in a holding pattern because I'm not sure baseball is actually right around the corner as it should be. But you know what else is right around the corner? Ben Stevens and the morning 
morning after right here on Sports Grid, carrying you through for the next three hours. We'll see you tomorrow on the early line. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.